0: spoiler in time this is the companion show to Cord killers if you've never seen chord killers will go watch that that's where we figure out this whole crazy streaming world of television and make it understandable uh, then you're gonna watch some stuff and you'll come over here and we'll talk about it this week we are talking about succession season 4 episode 8 Ted Lasso season 3 episode 9 and silo season 1 episode 3 I'm Tom Merritt he's Brian Brushwood heck yeah dude uh, where do you want to dive in first Let's uh let's start with the big one the penultimate episode of Succession season 4 episode 8 uh The Election Night episode a a bottle episode uh, kind of they've been doing those a lot this season uh it is just taking place from the close of polls until they call the election for Mencken.
1: Yeah uh, uh so um I'm really really glad I didn't watch this last night I'm really glad instead I woke up early this morning and and came out and gave it my full attention. Um, It's really remarkable in that every character just becomes more of themselves in the middle of this uh, nexus. Um, uh, Tom more than ever is committed to going wherever the power is, whether that means, at you know, screwing over his wife, ex-wife, mother of his child, whatever. Uh uh we also see Kendall become more of who he is, somebody who is confidently announcing, I could take this crown, and then just wilting and unable to make a decision or whatever.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, it, it we was saw
0: another... clearly different than the way they kept saying, what would, do you know what dad would do? You know what dad would do? And it was dad would have not been having that conversation by that point. Right. Logan Roy would have already made his decision. Carry on.
1: Which, which brings me to, uh, Roman, Roman. I will see if it lasts, but from the very beginning of this episode to the very end of this episode, Roman was Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. he was not here for your bs he knew the game and uh like that moment that they're watching the acceptance speech as they possibly by their media influence coronated uh, essentially a Donald Trump like character or whatever like roman very tactically like roman uh, logan roy says that's somebody we could do business with it 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 was it was remarkable. And, and there was a lot of opportunities to screw a lot of things up. For example, there's that moment where Tom and, uh, uh, uh Oh, what's the nephew, um, Greg. Greg, Greg, uh, do cocaine. I was very worried that it was going to turn into a cartoon cocaine episode, but it didn't, it was just about that awkward moment of them. Yeah. Of and them-
0: Tom being a little bit hyper for the next couple of scenes, right? Right. Um, It didn't seem to have any effect on Greg at all, to be honest, uh, which I thought was interesting.
1: I mean, outside of it, Greg had an increased tolerance for Tom's BS. (laughs) Yeah, maybe,
0: maybe that's all, maybe he needed that. Uh, One of the things Succession has done very well through its entire run is be able to parody real life uh elements uh most specifically the murdoch family without being those real life elements uh yes logan roy very much like rupert murdoch no he is not rupert murdoch uh they make him a believable separate character that you could imagine would also exist in the world alongside rupert murdoch and they they would be adversaries Um, i think they did a great job of doing that with election night Yes, Mankin is roughly Trumpist, but he is not Trump. Uh, yes, this is very similar to 2016 election, but it's also a little similar to the 2020 election, and Correct. it's got an element with that Wisconsin fire that has nothing to do with either one. And, and the, the genius or, the of early doing call that, of the
1: state, because factually yeah, in 2020 they right? Fox called.
0: Yeah. No, there's there's lots of parallels, right? But they weave it together in a way where it's like, yes, but this isn't that story, just thinly veiled. Uh, And what they get when they do that is you get to the underlying truth of what causes those kinds of things. So you you aren't able to say, well, this is, this is just obviously them trying to tell this story uh, and their perspective is obviously this. Instead, at least the way I come to it, is I feel like, ah, I'm getting a closer look at what motivations cause those kinds of things to happen. Uh, what behind the scenes dynamics play into us experiencing that without having the baggage of, I'm explaining what actually happened.
1: Uh, Justin had, a good insight. He pointed out like, uh, he likes succession at its best when it is a magical world that he doesn't understand being portrayed for him. He likes it less so when it's a world that he's come very close to experiencing and they get mm-hmm. things wrong. And his big takeaway of this particular night is, uh, he's been in newsrooms when election, results have been coming in and so on. And he said like the one part that was very difficult for him to tolerate was everybody acting like they cared, <laughs> like, uh, uh, because that is, that is out of nowhere. Like Shiv is, um, Justin's example, the kind of vindictive, awful person that would abort Tom's baby just out of spite and then maybe later get together with Tom, uh, its as a result, it rang hollow to him that she would suddenly be concerned with the preservation of our respect for democracy in America.
0: <laughs> no, that was an interesting choice to to have her play the part of the voice of the audience that would say those things that she was saying, right, right. and and it was also disconcerting to me to have Roman out of nowhere suddenly portraying the voice of an audience that would be pro that Menken side uh, of the audience i felt both of those were a little bit unexpected uh, not again roman also not a true believer we have never been led to believe that he's in anything but the self-interest so maybe what we're supposed to believe is that they are both caught up in the knight's rhetoric and wielding those rhetorical devices in their own interests uh, because they are they absolutely are roman is like yeah this guy will make sure that we get to do what we want to do. And Shiv doesn't want that to happen. So she, of course, would be, prefer Jimenez on those grounds. But then they, they both start throwing around the rhetorical devices of the electorate. I feel like Roman's character did do it with less convincing, I believe this, and more like, no, this is just the things you say uh, to make my side win. Whereas Shiv, Shiv did, maybe, maybe uh, Sarah Snook has just uh, put too much good acting into it. Shiv came across as believing it, maybe uh
1: yeah i i also was willing to accept the idea that in general this is a story of uh you know family uh, jockeying for position and not really a story of politics but for this particular episode we do have to kind of you know portray politics so so uh, the phrase that popped into my mind was things are rubbery we're just gonna we're just gonna rubberize let's let's pretend that that You know, maybe Roman leans more Republican and Shiv leans more Democrat, then this is what a a hyperbole of their discussion might look like.
0: I tend to agree with what you were implying that Justin was saying is that neither one of them care. What they want is the person to win that helps them out. Uh, and I could easily see an episode of Succession four years later from now that has Shiv supporting the Republican analog, uh, and and Roman supporting the Democrat because the the interests align in a in a different way. That is true to what I have learned about their characters.
1: But we did see in the first the first season or two where Shiv was outside of the the Waystar company and was working as a pol- uh, in politics. She was working with that the, the, the Bernie facsimile character.
0: Yeah. So, and she was on that side of things then, but but
1: also they've established that every season ends and they set fire to it and they ask everybody to please, please not remember anything from the previous season.
0: Well, I did remember it. So, well, yeah, uh, Bryce, why'd you do that? Yeah. No, (laughs) take that. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I think we will swing back very quickly uh to to not having to deal with those parts i'd be curious uh what folks thought of the mechanics of this uh you know sort of the overestimation of the importance of the media uh that was portrayed in in affecting the election uh the way the burned ballots would play out uh they they brought in some consultants to kind of help them figure out a a believable storyline along those lines i I think we're going to get more of that in the next episode of the the vote count but i i i think that's a nice way to show that Whatever emotions they expressed on election night, they don't really care because there's going to be this story in the background about the vote count, and nobody's really going to care about that. Like, yeah, but it's not going to change the result, right? Or are we going to get an Al Gore thing? Maybe I, I, I don't know. It might be more 2000 than 2016, 2020.
1: I will say, from a writing perspective, one of my favorite moments of this episode was <laughs> at some point. You know, there's a lot of moving parts, and then suddenly I hear a news anchor saying. Very un-news anchory things. I'm like, that sounds like Roman talking, and then you know, it's immediately revealed. Oh no, no, no! Roman literally wrote this. This insane. It's literally well, and that Roman that wasn't talk. an anchor. That was a commentator, right? Co- That's, that was an sorry, opinion sorry. guy. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A person behind a desk on on whatever the news network is.
0: Well, but it, it was an opinion person and that's normal in, in, in election coverage to you have the anchors who give you the very like calm stuff. And then you have the, the table of all the people who believe differently yelling at each other. And I think that was supposed to be part of that.
1: Yes, but down to the cadence and the, yeah. the, w- the lyrical way Roman speaks and so on. It was, I thought it was, oh, it was straight out of his good. brain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, that was, that was really well done. Uh couple of other scenes uh when shiv finally deploys i'm pregnant as a weapon against tom uh was was a a punch in the gut uh and you definitely see tom left at the end wondering if he has any allies left at all uh and then the wasabi
1: scene the wasabi scene was funny and Which greg I, trying to I, trying to help by pouring Lacroix into somebody's, <laughs> somebody's eye it's only a I little I can't tell
0: if that was pure comedy or if we're led to believe that greg did that on purpose in order to further the agenda somehow
1: mm. well it, it certainly stopped him from being able to go right on camera in that moment yeah. but i don't know oh, yeah. to whose benefit or why and greg even had that that half scene where where he was talking with uh uh, with with the lady intern of, number four, yeah, of like, well, I don't have to go right away. I don't have to. We don't have to. I don't have to send the message right away. I mean, the message could just get disappeared. Delayed. Well, al- you know? although uh, which is that, interesting, that, that scene resolves with him deciding, no, I am gonna go. Like, 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 yeah. it's, it's the intern that is the the uh, the, the little angel on his shoulder it. that just says, well, I don't know. You could drag your feet on this and maybe shape the world. And he's like, nope, I. Follow the path of Tom. By the way, Tom's instant, you know, Tom is in a superposition because Tom chases power. Boy, oh boy, did he smell power. The moment he walked into that room, there was no question about what they were going to do.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Just uh, a fun, fun, solid episode of Succession, right? Anything else? uh,
1: The only... The only heavy stuff is knowing that it's the second to last. Um, hmm. I wonder. Uh, oh, Cliff
0: Singer I- says that uh, that the person Greg was talking to is Kendall's assistant.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I did remember. I did remember her. I just couldn't remember who she was. Right. I-, I knew she was someone I should have seen before, but I I don't know that that changes the context of that moment too too much. No, no.
0: All right, folks. That is Succession season four, episode eight.